Hello, thanks for stopping by Liberty Sessions, where we unpack one woman's entrepreneurial journey to help another woman launch her own. I'm your host, Netta Jones. Please join me as we start liberating dreams one episode at a time. Liberty listeners, welcome to another episode of Liberty Sessions. And this week, we've got a doctor in the house. We've got Dr. Sandra Lee, and we are so excited to talk to her about her dermal empire. Sandra, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to getting a few tips, not just on business, but on skincare. Okay. Um, so we're going we're gonna to squeeze you for all it's worth. No pun intended, by the way. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about these multiple brands? I don't know if our audience knows that you have several platforms. Tell us a little bit about this empire that you've built. Well, um, I think that if I think that if you're on social media, it's probably kind of hard to um, not kind of see some of my videos that are out yeah. there, though those pimple popping videos that yes. you, that some of you probably detest, yeah. and some people maybe become obsessed with. And uh, it's hard not to look. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, it is not, hard to not to look. Uh, and that is really, w- you know, where this all started. This is, I'm known on uh, social media and on YouTube as uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. I am a, but I am a board certified dermatologist. I've been in practice uh, for probably, I think about uh, uh, 13, 14 years or so. And um, it wasn't until a little over three years away, uh, three years ago that I, decided to post my work on social media. And uh, I just really thought that it would be, it's really interesting for people to see, uh, especially with a lot of the beauty sort yeah. of things that we see already on on and makeup, DIY, that yeah. kind of thing, that my, my stuff was similar. And I thought it would be really interesting for people to see a little window into my world as a dermatologist. It's a very visual field. So yeah. I think it's understandable if you post pictures, people will relate to them maybe. And I got some attention, but actually early on, I happened to post a blackhead extraction video and, um, it got a noticeable in, um, increase in interest. I mean, I noticed people were tagging their friends or people were liking it. And I just thought, huh, that's, that's, a, that? weird, yeah. that's a weird thing. Let me just, I'll just try to do that yeah. again. Let yeah. me see what ha- that happens again. Yeah. And it happened again. And so- Wait, okay, a timeout. Do you think it was because people were learning how to properly extract a blackhead? Or do you think it was just the like no. horror of it all? Like, oh um, my gosh. It is, it is- uh, People liked it. Yeah. People, it, 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 it somehow, I tapped into something that people really liked and enjoyed and that just like grabbed them and gave them a rush of endorphins or, or yeah. you know, something, something caught their interest. I think that though, as it grew, and part of this is why I think this whole thing grew is, is, is that it actually does um, get attention from the opposite ends of the spectrum. Some people really love it and become obsessed mm-hmm. with it almost. Mm-hmm. And some people can't stand it but either way they tag their friends yeah and isn't that the sign of of, like something that's like you've hit really hit a nerve is when people are on both sides of the spectrum and i what i think though too is that's how it grew i mean that's how it grew so quickly and but what happened then is when i did that i then decided you know to um post a full video on my YouTube channel. I had a YouTube channel that really had mainly my TV appearances I'd been doing for like the past five years or so. And 
when I put it on my YouTube channel, all these other recommended videos came up and they were all blackhead videos. And I thought, what the heck is this? Yeah. Why are there all these other videos on YouTube? Who's watching these videos? And through all that, I kind of, I actually discovered that there was a subculture of people on the internet that like, were on Reddit and they were they were sharing popping videos, okay? And it was about 50,000 or 70,000 people. Were you at the time Dr. Pimple popping? No, this okay. was before so, that. Okay. So then I I thought I I they I happened upon this and I just and they're all, you know, pictures of people showing they're so proud they have a big pimple on their chin, they're ready to pop <laughs> or you know, they they uh they they have found a video on the internet of somebody popping somebody's cyst. Meanwhile, it's in their garage and there's dogs barking and beer beer bottles open and they're using you know dirty fingernails and paper towels uh, and things like that. Yeah. So, I just thought, what are these people? They're watching these videos and you know, I I do this, I could do this on right. a daily basis at work. This is what I do and I could be their queen, you know, I could right. be their, I'm, I could provide videos like this for them. That's, you know, really strange. So I just decided to do that. I said, you know, I'm going to post some videos specifically on popping because I knew there was more other popping things that we could do, like as a, as a surgical dermatologist. And um, I thought, what am I, I didn't know what Reddit really was. I didn't know you were anonymous. So I, but I knew that everybody had a name. So I thought, okay, I'll just think of a name. Let me do Dr. Pimple Popper, you know, and that's really where, where it all came from. And um, from there, I think I did that for the first time in October or so of 2014, uh, when it really got, so it was getting big then. I knew something was going on there. But so I kept plugging away. And um, I think in March, BuzzFeed picked it up and they made a video, like people's reaction to my videos. Okay. And that's when my phone, it literally, I, I had the notifications on for Instagram and I couldn't even get in my phone. It was just worrying. Like people were liking or joining, you know, they were, I went up like 20,000 followers oh in like a couple of hours. Gosh. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I thought, this is like a thing. This is like, this were is a thing. Were you trying to figure out, so here you are, you have a practice. Mm -hmm. You've been on television as an mm -hmm. expert. So you've mastered these two areas that a lot of people as budding businesses are trying to do. You've right. got the practice. Right. And you've got the expertise. You're being you're you're being recognized as an expert. What do I do with this? Did you know what to do with that? You know, I I think that when I look back, um, really a lot all of the planets were aligned. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. a lot of factors that could have really not made this happen. Um, and for example, my being ten years out of practice, like if I was new, new, newly, you know, in practice, I don't wouldn't have had the the ability, the mental, you know, you know, strength to be able to do this, you know, yeah. to post your own work on on, on the internet, um, and uh, um, just just that knowledge alone. But I think that uh, what it was is that I I sort of saw this, this was sort of an accident that this happened, but I saw this opportunity oh. and I kind of seized upon it. I mean, that I was, I was working at it. I mean, every day posting something new, just literally throwing another log on the fire to see how it grow. And it's still growing, but it was really quite, it's, it's quite amazing. You know, part of it is for it to grow this quickly, but also, you know, if you look at some of the the specific data, like for my YouTube channel, for example, you know, I ha may have like 3.7 million yeah, subscribers, you do. but <laughs> there are people that have yeah. 10 million subscribers and they don't have a billion views and I have 2 billion views. So it's quite 
remarkable what's happening. It's it's these videos so are videos just that people the watch. engagement, the importance of yes, the engagement, engagement not is just big. the subscribing. And it's because I, you know it's interesting. I, I take it you're not a necessary what we call a popaholic yeah, per no. se. Yeah, no. and that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, you know. It, I it love is that there's a name. It, it's yes. like it's like the you know all the celebrities that have the the, the fan base and mm-hmm. that has a name like Katy Perry's Kitty Cats or whatever. There, mm-hmm. like you have your yeah. own your yes. following has. I love yeah. that. And I think uh, um, what what's interesting is if you ask the people who watch these videos what they like about it. Yeah. Um, it's it, it generally is in the theme of um, it relax. They relax yeah. them. I, w- I was following up and yes. I read about that or maybe it was part of the video, but mm-hmm. it was almost this cathartic experience mm-hmm. for people that it was taking them out of their day to day. And it was... It's a bedtime story. They'll yeah. watch the same video. If they have a very anxious day, they'll go back to their one like pops video, the, like their yeah. mainstay. They're like, you know, and they'll watch it again. Um, and uh, it decreases their anxiety. They say if they're having a panic attack, they watch these videos. Wow. I, I think it's part of my voice too, maybe, because yeah. I'm really relaxing for my patients. I try to make sure they're calm because the, the thing is in dermatology, as opposed to other surgeons, we the patient is awake. So yeah. you need to make you're sure you're literally calm. in their face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to act like, you know, oh my gosh, what happened there? Or, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not going to Ew. be like that. <laughs> yes. Nothing, never anything like that. Absolutely. So that was, um, so people like that. And I think for some people too, it, it gives them a rush. It's sort of like watching a scary movie or yep. riding a roller coaster. You get this like endorphin yep. and it makes you feel good. Essentially, it's making people feel happier. And that's that's a strange thing, but it works. It's just yeah. what it is. So when this was happening and you knew you needed to seize it, did you know what you were going to do with this audience? Did you know if you, was the goal, I need to somehow convert them into becoming patients in my office? Because that's a national following versus yeah. a localized business. Uh, I don't think... Um, I don't think that's really feasible, though it is shocking that people do travel from, they mm-hmm. travel from other continents now to see me for pimple popping. I mean, that that's crazy. That is but crazy. I mean, I, I don't expect, I wasn't really expecting that. Um, I don't know. I think the motivation was really to prove that I could do it. Like, that's just the way I am. I'm like, you know, if I'm doing something, I want to be the best. I want to yeah. do something and make it good. And and in fact, I hadn't told people at this point, uh, you know, really before I, my husband is a dermatologist yeah. and I didn't really tell him what I was doing Not until even a few months in. Yeah. Cause he knows I'm busy. I like to like do crafts. He actually hates yeah. it. Cause then I do all these silly crafts that don't help anyone else. You know, they're yeah. like wasting my time. He <laughs> thinks. So I was, so I was doing something. I knew this was something, if it was working, he would actually be behind because it's actually doing something productive sure. for us. Sure. Um, yeah. And I actually, when I told my, my father, who's a dermatologist too, he's retired, he thought it was absolutely ridiculous, you know, absolutely but ridiculous. But now until, he must be yeah. like, well, what? Yeah. I mean, he, when I first told him about, cause I told him the first time when we went viral, when I went viral on Buzzfeed, I just told him, you know, I went like, I have a viral video. And he's like, what? We have a viral video. Yeah. I said, yeah, it's on YouTube. And he's like, well, what is it? I said, well, it's blackhead <laughs> extractions. <laughs> and he was like, what? Are yeah. you kidding me? That's that's just, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He said that. And the very next day he went to an Apple store because he was getting a lesson, you know, as a retired guy. And he said, you know, I want to post videos of my fly fishing adventures on a YouTube channel. Like my, my daughter does this on her YouTube channel. And the girl that was helping him said, Oh, I have to show you this new channel that I love, my favorite channel. And was my channel. 
which was really kind of, he, I mean, the next day he came to me and he put his hands on my shoulders and he said, Sandra, you don't have to stand in the line if you go to the Apple store. You can go right to the <laughs> front. Right to the you know what? That is not a bad yeah, thing. At so all. That was at respect. All. That was respect. So in addition to your practice and the YouTube sort of, and really social media, mm-hmm. not just YouTube, but social media prominence, there's also the Pretty Pimple and there's the SLMD line. Yes. So those things could be right. scaled and could get attention from that. Tell us about those yeah. two things first. So what really happened is that, so I have this Dr. Pimple Popper thing. I had this YouTube channel that was yeah. in the time before all this adpocalypse. I don't yeah. know, you know, yeah. know all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff happening. And um, so we were generating an income from that. And um, we used that. So I was thinking, you know, what What am I doing? I mean, am I just going to be popping pimples for my whole life? I mean, what is, what is this going? And, you know, I, I realized that um, let me use this to sort of, um, you know, show people how amazing dermatology is and um, what amazing specialty it is, but also be able, now I have this platform to kind of show people or teach people how to take better care of themselves, their skin, and also be aware of skin conditions. You know, I think um, there's a lot of misinformation. You know, we all Google something if you sure. have something on you and, and you get scared to death usually, you yeah. know, uh, about what you what you read. And so you never really know what's right out there. So to be able to do that and to be able to sort of fund all this, you know, starting this skincare line that we have, because now we have that that's really kind of the way to reach more people than people, you know, that are only able to drive to see you, you know, or travel to see you. That's the opportunity to use this exposure and this reputation that you can develop as a physician here, um, as a dermatologist to, to, um, um, reach people. And so that's really what the skincare line too is about. And that started about a year ago, um, where, you know, I'm trying to actually create a line that's different than other plastic surgeons or dermatologists, physicians. It's one that I want to specifically be known to bridge the gap between actually seeing a dermatologist and the vast majority of people who cannot see a dermatologist and are just confused about what to use. I mean, these are all products that I would prescribe or recommend to my own patients. So I'm trying to educate people in my videos on what they should use or understand what their condition is and then hopefully provide products. Because it's not a one size fits all. We don't have something on our face or wherever on our body that needs help you go to right. the drugstore, you go to Target, you go to whatever, and it's kind of, there's a, a one mm-hmm. size fits all. And you're saying, no, there's yes. other ways depending on what that need is to, to remedy that. Yes. And I think for me, at least I'm very into control. Like I know I'm a very, I, I have to have things a certain way that I, I like to be able to, you know, just function. And I think that that's important for a lot of people and my patients, even when I, I see in the office, if you, if they have a feeling of a sense of control, because a lot of times if you have acne, you just feel helpless. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have the knowledge and you feel like you understand what this is, that this a pimple versus a blackhead or why this medication works, you're more in, inclined to use the medications and probably feel better yeah. um, proud about the outcome that you did something to yeah, make it better. Absolutely. And then, so that specifically is the SLMD That's line. The SLMD so tell us about about your pretty, other platform, yeah. which is the Pretty Pimple platform. Well, the Pretty Pimple, they all sort of work together to, um, the Pretty Pimple is more of a blog or mm-hmm. or, or um, an informative website and, and really to help establish, 
you know, to provide articles that are still fun for the mm-hmm. millennials or people who are inter- interested in reading these articles and still teach them uh, about their skin, but teach them the things that I know to be true, you know, or or based on fact, at least, you know, yeah. as, a, as a trained as a trained dermatologist. So um, so that really helps to reinforce the fact, you know, that that maybe I'm an expert at, at that and that helps to, you know, I think it all works, all works together. Absolutely. I mean, as you sort of line things up, it's like, okay, they come to you through mm-hmm. the video, like they see this video, then there's an opportunity to get even more information through the pretty pimple. Then there's a, a, an opportunity to get product and then they can even come to you if they want to. Yeah. So it's like, there's sort of this very direct path right. to Dr. Sandra Lee at the end of the day. Yeah, I suppose so. But that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) You know what? I think what's cool about this is, and I don't know if you had ever intended to have the line Mm -hmm. of product. I mean, it would be very natural for a dermatologist to Mm -hmm. develop a line, but that you actually came at it from, I have an audience. I have a following. I have a group of the market, a segment of the market that is now a fan. Right. So I'm not trying to make fans because I have product. I have fans right. and, and they came to me without any, I wasn't selling yes. anything. And now it sort of bridges the gap between we trust you. We're willing to buy from you. So you've sort of jumped a very major hurdle major, for most brands. But I was lucky. So that yeah. was the lucky part that, you well, know, you were lucky, but well, I worked at it. You but knew, I, you knew it was an opportunity to jump and mm-hmm. you seized that, which is, mm-hmm. I think when most people miss their luck, mm-hmm. Right their opportunities mm-hmm. and then they don't know how to take advantage of them. What, um, when you came up with the line and you first came out with it, were people like, finally we have access to her. Like we have, we have a way to put our, or get our hands around something that I think so. But Dr. I'm, Pimple I'm, Popper provides. I mean, that happened too. I think the first thing we sold were really um, comedone extractors. You know, okay, we had that? merchandise. That's the, um, the oh, instrument that I yeah, use yeah, to yeah. pop yeah, blackheads. Yeah. And I thought that was the, the obvious. And it's interesting because in the beginning here, you know, not telling my husband or my father, but even other people that I would work with in dermatology, they didn't really still understand. Like I was talking to one of our, you know, providers of instruments and I was like, I want a thousand comedone extractors with my name. And he's like, what are you, what are you, why? What are you doing? This is ridiculous. They don't, (laughs) they don't understand. But I knew, I just had this feeling that like people who watch these, I mean, they're going to see me use this instrument and it looks so easy, you know, and it, it, it can be difficult, but it can be easy when you have great blackheads, you know, but you know, it, 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 it gets people wanting these things. And I thought, you know, if I can provide they want to be this person. They wish they were me doing this. So yeah. you provide. I them imagine there's to... some people who are gathering their friends in the living room for like a oh, blackhead yes. like oh, party because yeah. they they get this from you. They feel like they're they've been trained by you. Yes, yes. Do you ever have do. to say like, "Don't do this"? At Absolutely. Home. <laughs> you do. Absolutely. But I said, but you know what? I get the cutest things out of little kids, like two year old, three or four, and playing Doctor Pimple Popper or asking. I what Dr. Pimple Popper like there there are so many young young they're kids because the mother I think with yeah. she, their woman's in, into it and the kid watches it and yeah. they get obsessed with it and I think that's adorable that is adorable actually did you understand prior to all this what social media could be for you or was this sort of a a hobby that you that your husband would have been like what are you doing that you just enjoyed and thought oh look I'm getting some traction I mean most um, of the time people come out that with some intention. Yeah. I, well, I mean, 
if that were to ever happen at any point, I knew I was going to jump on it. But yeah. I don't think that I, I mean, obviously, it doesn't happen for the vast majority of people. So my intention is just like everybody else. You want to have followers. You just want to have fun with it. You want it to be interesting. Um, and actually, what else? I just I don't know. I, I, I actually was went to go see somebody who, to color my hair because I saw him on Instagram and I immediately go, oh my gosh, I love his hair. I yeah. want to go see him. You know, that is the, so it's sort yeah. of the same motiv motivation that probably people see me. They see my stuff and they go, I want to see her. And so I had that same thing happen to me. And I went, this is before I started my Instagram yeah. and I went to see him and he had like a million followers or whatever. And I just thought, why, I mean, why can't I do why this? I? I mean, he, I mean, I, I think I have something that you don't see on the on social media that right. I, I, that are, that is you know there's a smaller group of people that you're competing against to 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 try to get you know seen and try to get you know attention. Right. Now all that being said, there's also another whole side here where it was hard in the beginning. I almost got kicked out multiple times from from Instagram, from YouTube especially, um, because my, my videos people didn't understand that they were educational. And they felt that they were for shock value, you know, like just. But why just being would YouTube or, kick you out for that, even well, if it was? Um, it, it's actually a little bit complicated. Okay. Back then, it was they weren't kicking me out. Oh, oh. What was happening is apparently there were like like these pirates, like people in other countries that steal your videos, put strikes on your account. They get like they get bots to like say like this is bad, you know, and then you get strikes yeah. upon your account. And once you get three strikes, you're out. I see. So there were multiple times I'd get one strike, even two strikes that would immobilize my account. And you can't touch these people. They're out. I, who knows sure. where they you are? You don't know where yeah. they are. And so they're doing that. And then that was what they're creating doing. room for themselves to go do something similar. Yeah. Yes. And, and then now I have a new. So they want to take over my account and pretend there's a lot of fakes of my account. You know, they try to take over and take the views. And it's changed now because now there've been a lot harder with the sure. ads, and now I have other issues more, you know, directly with YouTube actually, yeah. <laughs> but more yeah. with with that because it's unfair that they consider my videos to be not um, ad friendly when sometimes I do collaborations with other um, big, you know, YouTube channels, and they show my parts of my video and they're ad friendly, like or TL, you know, or TLC, which I'm doing a show yeah. with. They'll show videos and they'll be it'll be ad friendly. So I just feel there's a, you know it's not fair. It's it's not right. But that's a whole nother story. But it's interesting know? because that's made you sort of this social media like pioneer I a lot. as yes. well. Like yes. how do we and because this is such a the wild wild mm -hmm. west, these rules don't exist. So it takes people like you who have to kind of it, push up against and say, well, wait do. a minute, what are we really saying here? And that's an inconsistent statement that you're making. Mm -hmm. And so how do we fight that? So you've taken, yes. you, you're like championing. I think I just got lucky to put that. Yeah. It's been, it, it has been so different and it continues to change. You know, they change the algorithm all the time sure. and you just have to, um, everybody eventually learns their way sort of around it or, you know, it, it's, it's complicated. But even so you've got 3.7 million yeah. followers. Yeah. So you talked about your engagement and I want to talk about that for a second because I think a lot of people get confused, right? They think it's all about the total number versus how often these people come back, how engaged these right. people are, how, how long they stick with you mm -hmm. in terms of a, a, a mm -hmm. session. What do you think it is about 
a new extraction and a new pimple popping and a new. And I think it just, you, if you ask a popaholic, they'll tell you that it just gets them. They want to share this feeling. Yeah. They want to share this feeling with friends. Even somebody who can't detest, can't stand it. They tag three friends. Like, Can you believe this? What is this thing? You know, right. It's just something that you sort of share with people, maybe like a car, you know, a car accident yeah. or something. You can't yeah. sort of look away. Everybody's sort of rubbernecking um, or wanting to yeah. see what's over there. Yeah, I, I think that that is real. I mean, that's ultimately how it grew so quickly in the beginning, certainly. So you're not necessarily having to tell additional stories. It's like the continuous. No, what's interesting is in a way... I'm a YouTuber, but I'm a YouTuber not in the sense that I have to think up a new storyline and an adventure yeah. every day. These are people who come to me. So it's like I'm doing my job anyways, other than telling my staff to bring in the camera, you know, and like take a video of it at the same time. So um, so in that way, it, it, it was good because that was I was able to still continue doing my regular job. But then I had this another job on top. But now that it's and I'm so lucky it's gotten big. Now it's like another real job. I was going <laughs> to say it's like, like two jobs. You have four jobs. I do. I do. So have, you're yes. basically you spent some time in a lab coat trying to come up with the formulas for the product line. Then you've got this information for the blog that you're putting out. Then you're this sort of personality for the YouTube channel. And then you have your practice as a and doctor. You're, you're stressing me out. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm stressing out. I'm stressing out. But it's a, it's a lot. I'm sure you're blocking time. And maybe we'll get into that in the second half where you're sort of giving us advice. But I'm sure there's a way that you're, you've figured out that you're managing um, it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, um, I do it. And I have the energy to do it because I actually love it more so that I just, I just love the, the, uh, the accomplishment behind it, you know, it's, it, it's just so amazing. It's just so fascinating to me too. I just don't, I also, I'm not a true popaholic myself. I do not, not need funny. to pop people's pimples. I don't feel compelled. I don't like to watch other people's videos. I do don't send me anyone's videos. I get sweaty and anxious and I can't so look at So that's the control part. You know, it's yes, your hands yes, or your instrument. Yes. You know what the outcome is going to be. I know it's be. safe and sterile and nobody's in pain. And and that's the only way that I can deal with it, really. I can't watch somebody else doing it. It's been hard. It's actually been really hard this year. Um, I just finished filming like my first um, um, set of TLC. I have a show on TLC yeah, from all this. It's like crazy. And I have a book coming out too, which is also insane. I mean, when's what, the book what coming happened? out? What is this? I don't really get what's going on here. I don't. It's all from pimple popping. And, um, it's coming out, I think, around the holidays. Okay. Okay. Um, Let us know. And of then course, we'll, we'll, of course. we'll share yes. it with our audience. That's lovely. Thank yeah. you. And, uh, uh, so all, especially the, the, um, the show, it, it was especially tr stressful because guess what? It's me losing some control. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that was the hard thing for me because it's not just me. There's other people there depending on what this is going to look like and what happens, you know, what transpires with my patient interaction. And, and I can't control it, you know, sure. I can't control it so much. I can't say we're not going to film this one or we're not going to, you know. So that was very hard for me. Uh, I'm just recovering now. It's been a week. Yeah, <laughs> I've just come back to normal. Long. I was sick too at the same oh, time, gosh. so that didn't help. But um, but yeah. What do you think been... they saw in? I mean, obviously the numbers speak mm -hmm. for themselves. But what it, you need more? You need stories. So I think one of the things I wanted to say when you were talking about 
going to the guy who did your hair, who had the mm-hmm. million followers, is that <clears throat> it is the pimple popping and the phenomena around that, but it's also you. It's fe- people feeling comfortable with you. It's people feeling like they're get- gaining some expertise. Mm-hmm. You talked about your voice and it's mm-hmm. very calming and soothing. And so what do you think TLC saw? What was the story behind the pimple popping? Because you just can't, otherwise they, it's just the YouTube channel repeated. Right. I, I think the TLC channel is different. The TLC show is different. Um, it is showing, on my videos, you really don't see my face mm-hmm. very much at all, if, mm-hmm. if at all. You might not even know who I was, just my voice, people right. hear. And um, this shows more behind the scenes. This this TV shows, shows it follows the patients. So you see oh, how nice. they are before dealing with it, maybe in their home, yeah. and then coming out and then he, getting nervous about coming to see me. And so like, I'm sort of a part of it. I'm not like the main, I mean, I'm the person who's going to potentially change something here, but I'm not like the whole, the whole, it's a a lot of that is about the people. And I think people actually, when it first aired, I was freaking out. Like I, cause I, again, this is like me, not, no, no control. And I thought, oh my God, this is going out. Are people going to like it? Is this, this is ridiculous. Like, I mean, what did I, was I thinking? (laughs) And, um, and people liked it. Like it got, I think it beat their top show like the first night and I and the first night that it aired and it aired again the second night and it did as well the second night and they said the attrition level was really um, low meaning I think that means that people would watch it and they wouldn't leave or people would come on in a halfway and they would stay till the yeah. end so um, it sounds like a very human story yeah I mean everybody yes. has dealt with on some level whether it's acne or just something about mm-hmm. their physical self that mm-hmm. they don't like. And you may like it too, because there's not much popping. Okay, see, gr- I'm going to check it out. There's nothing much, not really detailed. It's interesting because people, one, one article that reviewed it said um, that I thought that was really interesting. They said that in this day and age where we have reality shows where you try to create problems, you know, people mm-hmm. are doing fine and you try to create drama. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite. It's like something that is very dramatic yeah. and you're actually trying to make it normal. Yeah. And you and I treat it like it's normal. That's one thing that I do that I think people appreciate. They I don't I don't see someone go, what is that? I what is that huge thing on your head? Or, oh yeah. my God, you know, I can't like that's that's crazy what you're what you're living with. I treat them like that, you know, that that's what they have. And I don't act like they are um, you know, um, I don't I don't make them feel embarrassed for what yeah. they have. And um I think that was part of what people like in the show. It's almost like in this day and age right now with all this craziness we have everywhere yeah. that people almost want something crazy to become normal. Yeah. They just want something to, to you know? So yeah. that I think it was very interesting way to, to look at this. And I think that's why maybe it also, again, the planets align. I think this is happening at a time when people are maybe looking for that or didn't know they were looking for that. And they realize that that it gives them a lot of satisfaction. Of them. So I want to go to the, and we, we all have to tune in. Do you know the night that that's on? Um, that is show, it started, the first showing was January 3rd. Okay. That's a special. I'm sorry. There was okay. a special. That so we'll the first do, one. We'll now it's going, the, the series notes. is going to be in okay. July. I'm still taping. We're still okay. taping episodes. So okay. we have 12 episodes. I've done That's four. exciting. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you've got uh, some more to exciting go. is the word. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll give okay. you a break, a stress level break. Okay. So let, this is another maybe stressful <laughs> okay. thing, but that's okay. In, in the skincare industry, and it is a, an industry that a lot of people try and get into because of the margins, right? But it's really hard when you're competing for space. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, the margins can be great, but if there's so much on the shelf and so much at 
these dermatological dermatological offices. Dermatological. Mm-hmm. Did I dermatology? Say that? Dermatology. dermatology. Yeah. Either one. Um, so, I want to talk to you about how you have taken the product outside of the fame that you've, you know, or the fan base that is automatically going to try and use the product. How have you taken that same product and offered it to people who don't know you as Dr. Pimple Popper? How have I done that? I mean, I, I feel like, um, did I mention the book? And maybe I should do that. (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I think, um, all, all of this, that is really why I sort of agreed to do this TLC thing, for example. I uh-huh. didn't really want to do this. This was not what I was seeking out. And I mean, I'm so lucky, first of all, I should sure. say that. By I mean, I'm so lucky to have this um, offer, of course, and to have this opportunity. But that really wasn't what I wanted to do. But I knew that by increasing our exposure okay. to other people, it's going to obviously increase um, their exposure, their their, sure. their interest in SLMD and, and my skincare line. And like you just said, like when you were pointing at me and you were saying, you might not be a papaholic, but you will like the show because there's this kind of human element. Yeah. So that's a new audience that can come and participate right. in your reading the blog or buying the product. And I think that the demographics too, the people that watch my videos, 75% of them are female Mm -hmm. and um, they're in that that age range that everybody wants that, um, you know, 18 to to 33, 18 to 40, even 18 to 50. um, They, that is the the kind of sweet the, yes that's yeah. what everybody is looking for and i think that um me i know that a lot of people that are maybe popaholics in other words there's a popaholic in almost every group you can't there are not groups of <laughs> popaholics popaholic in all of there us. is yeah, there yeah. It, there is somebody there yeah. it's interesting it crosses all you know religion ethnicity you know um region and yeah. so I feel like if I can reach that person, that person is going to tell their friends. Sure. <laughs> and that's kind of like how it spreads, I think, too. So, you know, if somebody, if this popaholic, for example, has a niece that has acne, you'll automatically hey, be you like, know, hey, I, I know have... this uh, per- this acne line and I think you should try. You trust it. And it, it's not just acne. That's the beginning of the SLND yeah. line, by the way. What so do you have for aging? Do you have something for aging? We may have other things okay, soon. Okay, well, let's talk we'll about <laughs> that after the show. Okay. Okay. So um, are you selling that product line exclusively through your own site or is it? can it be purchased elsewhere? Uh, we are at this point. It's it's all um, in our, on our own site. And I think a lot of people yeah. do that right now. And I, and I understand. So no, I don't have a business degree. I never taken a business class in my life. Yeah. So I can't really speak with your terms with all your abbreviations. I don't even know. I have to stop you if you start talking to me about that because oh, I, I don't even know no. what those things mean. Um, but I, I I see and I, I, it's more like I'm the kind of the concept person or the person that um, has sometimes crazy ideas that people scoff up, but sometimes I have ideas that they're like, oh, that's, that's a really good idea. You know, yeah. like, and I think maybe I, cause I'm outside of that box. Maybe I, I was going to say you that. have the ability to think that. outside of the box. You're not restricted by, well, we can't do that. You're yeah. Like, well, why can't we? But I understand though that, you know, I think if you have, 
you know, I think we have interest in, you know, being in Target or Sephora or Ulta or those sorts of um, stores. But I guess there's differences with that, right? Because the the margins are lower and you have to have product there. Yeah, you have to have a lot of product. Or QVC or, you know. And the buybacks can be painful if it's a buyback issue. So we've, we've heard people tell sort of those horror stories. And that's not to say that there aren't great opportunities with those franchises and those stores, but that, you know, hanging on to your own brand and the ability that you have to sell direct to consumer is huge. It's huge. And one thing that's interesting, I was just reading today, um, one of the big skincare lines, um, Rodan and Fields, they, Uh did you read this? And I think it was just recently, Uh they um, are having somebody's maybe getting a minority stake in it. And they were mentioned, they were talking about that company and saying that, um, the, uh, there's a lot of um, companies that are looking for skincare lines where they are only doing direct marketing. They're trying to actually snatch snatch those up, which I found interesting. Um, yeah. You know, just the strategies. And, you know, their strategy is different what they're doing. They do sort of that pyramid thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's, yeah, which would be like, I don't know. We won't, we won't. I call it something else. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. I'm sorry, don't put that in there. No, 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 no. no. It's, no, but because I, I think we nice. all understand that. Like we yeah. hear that and we understand like, oh, okay, how does that work? How, how are they distributing their goods? Right. Is it through interest- homes yeah. and other women? Right. Are they but I understand over the counter? That because sure. I do. And I thought, I've thought about that because I do have these like millennials that listen and, and they, why wouldn't they want to make an yeah, extra have a college dollar? ambassador yeah, who's yes, selling the right? product? That, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. Get a trip to Turks and Caicos if sure. they sell the, you know, or sure. something like that. I mean, I, I can be a college I ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it would be weird to get on campus. But anyway, yeah. Like um, that Melissa McCarthy movie that's coming out. Showing her <laughs> uh, acne line. Let me show you my acne, this acne line. Here, I really, guys. I love it. I love it. But you know, it, it's 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 fascinating to me yeah. though because this is not what I do, and it's it's kind of fun. It's like a no. It's like a less stress on me because I have my day job. Yeah. You know, it's not like the, everything is on this. It's I mean, not it is. All, yeah, it's it, not all, all my eggs are not on this, this particular right. thing working out. I still have my day job. I still go back to that. Well, that's an interesting lesson because basically what you're saying is in having the freedom to do that, I can be more creative and maybe even innovative. So for those of us who don't have that day mm-hmm. job, it's a good lesson to know, hey, if if we use that freedom to think outside of the box mm-hmm. and to not hang on so tightly, perhaps that more unique or innovative opportunity will come to mind. So I want to ask you something really quickly before we transition into the sort of getting all the goods out of you as an expert. But what's been the hardest part? Do you think you said you don't have a business degree, you don't come from that, you're clearly a business minded person. What do you think has been the hardest part of launching this um, to date, launching everything outside of your practice, everything you, you didn't know? And then what would you say is the hardest part in running it and keeping up with all of it? Well, I think, uh, well, running it or even launching it, I can't do this alone. I mean, this is not up to, this is not up to me. I have to work. I'm seeing, you know, 
for example, I sometimes so so what I did actually is my my brother is in business. Yeah. And so I actually hired him. He runs my Dr. Pimple Popper sort of um, business headquarters yeah. and that's all in you know in Culver City yeah. in, in Los Angeles. And so I work in my office and um some and cuz he's my brother, I can yell at him sometimes like why are you giving me this? I got to do this. He tells me, you know, I got to do this promotion or I got to do you know this or that or you know with that and I'm I'm working and and yeah. I'm and I'm I, busy. I yes, <laughs> and I and I and my work is you know, even though a dermatologist's life is not necessarily as stressful as other physicians' lives, it's mm-hmm. still like you're, you know, people are depending on you sure. and they have, you know, and so it's very stressful to me sometimes. And so I bring on all this stress. And and so the hardest part, I mean, the hardest part for me is to, I mean, I, I and the nice thing is it's my brother and I trust him and I know he's doing great and he's done so great for, for the company, but I, I, I sort of have to let that go. And, you know, um, and again, that's my control I thing. But I also say, know yeah. I can't do it. Like yeah. I don't have the business. I mean, I understand concepts, but I don't. I can't go and meet people and do. You know, I can't do any of those things. I can't. You know, we have a whole big staff there. I can't. Sure. I can't do all all these. Um, but it's actually been interesting because it's a different staff that I didn't really know. You know, millennials are wonderful, but they work in a totally different way yeah. than, than yeah. I'm used to working. And yeah. and uh, it's just really interesting seeing. But they're so, um, you know, just uh, creative and just, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kind of thing. And, and so it's really And really they understand the digital space they in do. a different way. And they are the people that, that I'm yeah. trying to tap into, sure. really. And they so they understand themselves. Sure. They understand what they're looking for. Can I tell you something that's going to make you happy? Okay, I just well. heard this the other day. Um, it was an interview with Oprah and they said something about how she has the ability to be, um, I, I, am going to misquote it, but it was, she has the ability to basically organize all these things and be on top of it. And she said, oh no, basically you're mistaken. I have the ability to put people around me that know how to do all these things so I can be alone with my thoughts. And I That's thought, nice. oh, who are those people? And how do we get them? And <laughs> I you know, would be like to be more alone to make with all my that thoughts. money yeah. that, we, that we can hire all this people. Yes. But I thought, but it's know, true. Even you do have to delegate. Level, you do have yeah. to learn how yeah. to do that. And, you know, but it is hard. It is hard. It's it's like the hardest thing. I, I don't know how. It, the hardest thing is just being able to manage all these things for sure. me and, and really feel like I have the time because I have a family too. I have two kids. Sure. I have my husband. I have my friends. And yourself. I, yeah, myself, my sanity. And I have been burning the, the candle at both ends. It's been hard, but part of it is I sort of like that. I was not a type AAA when I was a kid. I don't know how I got there, but I am there. <laughs> That's what I you am. Cross the finish line. Yes, the I mean, that's, finish what, line. that's the kind of person that I've become. All of a sudden, I look at myself, and well, we're going to try and get all that wisdom out in the okay. second half of the interview. So basically, now, thank you for sharing your story. I think it's really interesting to see how you've been able to really sort of n- not just create all these roles for yourself, but for a brand that has a life that's bigger than you and can serve tons of people. And I think it's a lesson for, for all of us who are listening. So we don't know if we've converted you into popaholics, but we do know we've given you some really good information on Dr. Sandra Lee's um, sort of how she did it story. Stay tuned for her tips around social media in the next episode. 
Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Liberty Sessions on Apple Podcast. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to launch and grow your own ventures. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Liberty For Her. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Windham and music by Jordan Flower.